Welcome to Being Bold, the show that talks about the journey to business development. Hi, I'm Cecilia Younger, and today we're talking to Maria Morano, and we're going to learn some fascinating things about her life and how she transitioned from being corporate and finding her niche and her passion with uh, True Love Knots and everything else she's doing. So, hi, Maria, and welcome to Being Bold. Thank you so much, Cecilia. I'm so glad to be on this platform, and I love what you're doing. Being oh, thank bold. Thank you. Definitely. It's very, very important, especially for women today. Exactly. I, I see so many women who want to transition, but they want a life that they want to lead. Um, just parents who don't want to, they're tired of being stuck in a nine to five where they can't enjoy being a parent and raising their kids and going to other kids events, but they don't know how to actually change the mindset of working for someone else to working for yourself and doing something that you enjoy. So how did you do that? I mean, I know that you were the president of um, Advantage Rent-A-Car and then you just kind of transformed yourself. How'd you do it? Well, actually I started in the rent-a-car business when I moved from the Bronx, New York, I'm a Bronx girl, <laughs> to Las Vegas with my family in 1976. And I went to work for Budget Rent-a-Car. I really didn't want to do that. I really wanted to be an airline student, but they were not hiring. <laughs> they weren't hiring. I wanted to travel, right? My young girl doesn't want to travel. Right. So what happened at that point in time, and I was 21 at the time, I, um, I went to work for budget and I actually met my late husband, Frank there, and we started our own car rental company. And that, you know, led to different, we, we had a couple of different names. We started as us rent a car, became an affiliate, and then actually morphed into advantage rent a car. Oh. But I want you to know, so it was not my passion. Okay. It was not my passion, but I, I needed to uh, run the company. My late husband in the 1997 had a um, heart attack and he wound up having a heart transplant. Ooh. Yes. A heart in 97. He lived till 2012, but it was a big transition. And I had to run the company. And of course he was able to help me, but from arm's length, so uh -huh. I was in there every day and I, I did, I did the best job I could learning what I could. We sold the company, but it wasn't my passion. Okay. So then what did you do? Well, after we sold the company, you know, I still needed to do something. And that was 2010. And I started looking around. I also was mediating for the County. Mm -hmm. uh, that was something, you know, where I volunteered my time. I like mediation. Mm -hmm. But I went to a wedding ceremony. A friend of mine got married at the Las Vegas Country Club and a woman performed the ceremony. I said, you know what? I want to do that. I mean, I love, first of all, I love love. I'm a sucker. I'm a sucker for the Hallmark Channel. I'm a sucker for all, all these movies. Yeah, I am. I, it's almost like I have Cupid has hit me all the time, right? So I um, actually then decided I, I wanted to become a wedding officiant. So I had some friends that lived across the street that were in the business. They did hair and makeup. So they kind of helped me along the way. I put together a mock wedding in my backyard mm -hmm. and I uh, put together a resume. I put together a sample CD because they were CDs in 2010. Mm -hmm. And I went yeah. around to all the chapels. I put on my heels and boom, boom and I got crickets. I got crickets. Okay. It wasn't easy when I started. Uh -huh. And, you know, you talk about your, um, your listeners are talking about being bold, right. And getting out there. 
Well, in the industry, both industries that I came from, the carnal industry and even in ministry, when I became an ordained minister and went out to try to promote myself and I got mm -hmm. ordained online, they were male-dominated businesses. So you have to really step out of your comfort zone. It's still a male-dominated business. Wow. Still. And when I walked into chapels, oh, we already have, we already have. So I had to then pivot as they use the word pivot today. And I thought about, okay, well, how can I break in? So I didn't give up, you know, I, every so often I'd go back in. Then I took a different route and I said, you know what? I will perform um, commitment ceremonies because they were same gender mm -hmm. couples coming in. They couldn't get married legally, but they wanted a ceremony and Vegas was open to that, but a lot of staunch ministers were not. So I, that's how I broke in the industry. As I said, oh, I would. Okay. And, I, and I was even looking for somebody to train me. Nobody wanted to, you know why? why? I felt like there was more competition. Oh, yes. So it took me many years to where today I've been doing this for 12 years and I persevered and I didn't allow no. And that was the key thing. And I didn't allow gender or anything to stop me. And that's the difference. This is the quicker you need to just maybe lick your wounds. You get pushed down, but you got to lift yourself up. And I think that's the key thing. Right. And now I perform close to a thousand wedding ceremonies a year. I created a course because I want people to be able to do what I do. Uh -huh. So who doesn't like to being around love? Tell me. Right. I don't know anybody who doesn't like being around love. Yeah. Yes. And I love sharing. I still get flack from my my uh, colleagues. Why did you create? Because the course isn't just for somebody in Las Vegas. The course you can take online. You can mm -hmm. either train with me or you can just download the course. And it really gives you a great idea of what it takes to perform a ceremony. It's not like you just get up there. There are so many different components. And this is what I always tell officiants. First of all, you got to have a passion for what you do. Right. Because when you are performing a wedding ceremony, you are actually being transformational with your words to the couple and not just to the couple, to their guest, you might be changing their lives, changing that relationship that might've been on the rocks. You don't know. Mm -hmm. So your words have to be so transformational. And you, you also have to remember that you're the kickoff for their special day. Yeah. And there are no do-overs. You can't say, oh, everybody, I did it wrong. I forgot something. I'd love your passion. It is contagious. <laughs> <laughs> I love, no, I love, you know what? I love love so much. Again, I found my passion. That's what I'm trying to tell you. It, I might not yield the same in revenue at this time, but it's something I, I light up when I know when I, after this podcast, I'm going to the Venetian, I'm getting on the gondola there and I'm performing a wedding ceremony. Oh, wow. The other night on July 4th, I was up in the air over the strip in a oh. helicopter. 9.30 at night performing a wedding ceremony or flying to the Grand Canyon or next week I'm on the high roller. It is freaking awesome. It's <laughs> awesome. And you're in, you're, you're impacting couples on the happiest days of their life. Think about it. Besides your passion, it's like you have meaning. What you do has meaning for you. And that is something that more people need to have or want to have and they just can't find it i'm not sure if they they just don't know how to do it or the transition might be scary to just really search for what is meaningful to you 
Well, I think, first of all, you're right, that you have to take a moment and figure out what, what do you really like to do? Because, you know, there are times when, you know, we go from burnout and you want to find that fire in your belly again. Yes. And, and I use this analogy. It's no different when you're in love with somebody, when you get those butterflies in your stomach. Uh-huh. And that's what you want to have is that passion. You want to be in love with what you do, not just you really want to be in love with what you do. And that makes all the difference. You and I were just talking, you know, you said you teach statistics and I want, but you know what you love, that's something you enjoy doing. Okay, that's your passion and, and teaching other people to do the same thing. And, but we're also made to do several things. And that's what I love about today's world. You know, years ago, where I grew up, I mean, I'm a girl, I'm in my 60s. So when I grew up, what we only had one job, right, and you stuck to it. Yes. Now you can do multiple things doing what you do. And then you get on the other side of the spectrum, you know, talking about being bold. So that's the beauty of today. Um, I love it. What what about your book? So interesting journey on that. And, um, you know, in my, um, I became a widow. I was married for 33 years with my husband, 35. As I said, he had a heart transplant and he lived till 2012. And there I was, uh, you know, I was a widow and I can remember one day and anybody that has been even in a relationship could relate to this about six or seven months after Frank passed. I remember I was standing in my kitchen and I was, it was a Sunday afternoon. I was recalling Sunday dinners and I was thinking of the smell of what we call it gravy as Italians. Other people call it red sauce and meatballs. And that was the favorite Italian dinner. And as I was, you know, reminiscing, I walked over to Frank's chair And then I I just kind of ran my fingers across the top of his chair. And then I sat down. And that's when I realized I would have done anything not to have dinner alone. Mm -hmm. And I knew that my life had changed, but I wasn't ready to get out in the dating world. And I was about, was I 57, I think at the time, Uh because it's almost 10 years I've been a widow. And I, um, then I, you know, I said, okay, maybe I'll be ready. And I didn't start to date until two years later, getting back in the dating world. Let me tell you from, from, <laughs> from a girl in the sixties and seventies to online dating and meeting people. It's like, it's like going back to the future, right? <laughs> it was so interesting. So interesting. And I'll tell you, I went on, I, I, I start, I went online to learn how to date. Cause I recognize you just don't sit at bars anymore. You either, you right. gotta get out in groups and I hated golf, don't golf, uh-huh. but I tried, I really was bad. And I, and being in the wedding business, you're meeting people that are couples. I mean, they're coming in, they're married. It's not like you're in the single scene. And as you get a little older, you know, you've lived life a little bit more. So you sort of know, and you think about what you want. It's a little different, but you're blending, you know, when you bring somebody into your world, now you're blending families together. You've got kids, grandkids, professions, Mm -hmm. friends, and it's a little different than when you're in your twenties and thirties. And so when you have that, you have to think about it. So when I started dating, I made every mistake you can think of. Okay. So I have a list. This is so funny. And I talk about (laughs) So anytime I go on a first date, these are the three questions I ask because of my experiences. Have you ever been arrested and convicted for murder? Oh, yeah, that's relevant. Well, (laughs) the second question is, it's true. Have you ever been abducted by aliens more than once? Because more than once makes a difference. (laughs) 
next one is, okay, guys, this is Vegas. So have you, or do you currently own a swingers estate? And a swingers estate was people go in and they have group intimacy and it's just not one. So because I made the wrong choices, you know, when you don't read a profile and you just look, mm-hmm. look at things, that's when I realized, okay, I couple of years, like, you know what, this can work because I marry people. I mean, I've done about four, I'll be on 5,000 wedding ceremonies soon. And they meet, most of these people meet Cecilia online. So it's not like all over the world. So I said, there's got to, and then when I started putting my professional hat on, Mm-hmm. analyzing it that's when I developed a course okay so I actually coach people and I, I'm not a matchmaker I teach them a mindset of what you're looking for you know how to go about it how to be a little open-minded how to put yourself online how to protect yourself what to look for and also get out there as well don't just rely on online but get out tell friends and family and then mm-hmm. during COVID that's when the book came about going from just one to a plus one and I, it's a short book uh-huh. I put together to give you a thumbnail sketch of what it's like to get back in the dating world. And basically it's really learning how to identify who you are, loving, loving yeah. who you are. Because yes. if you're not in love with you first, Dan, nobody else can love you. True. And that's a work in progress. And so, I, you know, I have different mantras uh, for my clients that we come up with that work for them. And that's how the book came about. And uh-huh. that and the course came about too during uh, COVID. So it's a matter of um, really finding your passion. And I got to tell you, it, it's, and it was brave, <laughs> bold and brave, because I didn't know how people were going to take it or take me, but the world's ready for more love. And I also talk about this in the workplace, the power of loving your way to the top using uh-huh. similar analogies. So I guess I found my niche. I I definitely want to read your book um, because I I find with COVID and just the whole quarantining and not getting out and meeting people, it's like now I want to start getting out. Now I'm thinking about dating. And so I I just, I want to read your book to find out how to go about it because it's been a long, long time. (laughs) Well, it's interesting. I was just reading an article on Google that because we have been in quarantine, that we've actually lost some of the skill sets that we need in order to just converse. I mean, think about it. If you've been in a relationship, well, however long, it doesn't matter, but developing the skill sets, asking the questions, mm-hmm. it's a lot of work. It's not, it is. you can make it fun. There is no reason that you can't make it fun. Well, I hope so. Um, I'm literally looking forward to reading the book. So what is like, your biggest challenge as you're you're developing your business what has been your biggest challenge and how did you overcome that well every day you know the thing for for me personally uh we are in this world today where you have a wide net first of all promoting yourself and take a moment think about this because you have the internet that's available to you but there's so many different platforms so how do you get out there how do you market yourself what search engine optimizations do you use? How do you get your name out there? And really it's just one step at a time. It's like no different than dating. As I tell people, you have to use all platforms. So -hmm. that's probably been my biggest challenge. When COVID came along, I was almost ready to scrap coaching dating because people would stop, you know, stop dating. And then when I started getting back out there, people just like yourself were ready to get back and they wanted some coaching. Mm -hmm. And that's when that actually resurrected. I was going to just really work on 
talking to corporate America about the power of loving your way to the top, because we do need to have more cohesiveness in the workplace with each other and with our clients, which, Mm -hmm. but so uh, for me, it was getting, it's getting myself out there and, and finding out how to market myself and then recognizing I can't do everything. So as a sole entrepreneur, we try to, so we need to use other people that can help us get to our finish, well, to our finish line, at least take us on that journey to where we want to be so we can get to the next journey. Right. I think that's the key thing. And the, and the, th- the key thing too, is just not giving up. That's what happens. We we're almost there. We're almost there and we give up. And don't allow people that sometimes love you are going to try to talk you out of what you're doing. If that's your passion, you've got to move forward. That's so key. And I think that a lot of times people give up right before success happens. And there's no no step-by-step that you do this and success will happen. It just happens but you have to stay in there. Um, I would I would add, if just like your personal branding, you're talking about what, it's really how you present yourself to your local community is so important because you need to establish yourself as reliable and credible and authentic so that people refer you because you need those referral partners for large businesses and for small people. I think a lot of people, what, what I have found is that people forget about that. They think that they need to go into these specific organizations, but no, they need to be true to themselves. They need to be authentic and work for causes that they align themselves with and not just you're going to this one networking event or this organization because you should find big time clients. It's like, no, you never know who's watching you. Oh, that is so true because I belong to a myriad. I don't belong to any one organization other than I'm on the board for the wedding chamber. And I sit on the board for my church. Uh, But I I find that you're 100% right because it's important. Your networking with your local community is so important because that that is your credibility base. Right. You you don't need anybody to say, oh, yes, I know Maria, but she's really not credible. And you know what? The authenticity is the key thing that you you hit the nail right on the head. You have to really be sincere. And I think that shows, I think that shows when people actually are being authentic. So that's the key thing. And, you know, it's a matter of, you never know who you're going to meet. And it's interesting. I find people that are very um, they're surprised because I will post pictures of when I'm out there feeding the homeless. So they might see me up in a helicopter, but I'm in the trenches with my mask on feeding the homeless. Okay. Because I have a group of friends mm-hmm. that I feel that, you know what, I need to give back. And there's no reason people should be hungry. I just have a passion. I have a passion for that. Mm-hmm. And I have many friends that say, how could you do that? How could I not how can right. I not do that? You know, I always say, never forget where you come from. And, you know, you, and if you've ever known what it's like to be hungry, nobody else should feel that way. And I know, believe Very me, I true. know. Very true. Yeah. And your, your authentic, authenticity actually really does show and people see it. On the flip side of it, when you're not authentic, people also see that. And that's, you don't get the referrals like you would if you just if you align yourself with things that you care about yes and you're you're so right um 
Cecilia, you have to align yourself with the, what you care about. And we all know when we, when somebody gets up there, maybe they're doing their 30 second pitch or they meet you and right away, they're giving you their resume about how great they are, how much it's like, okay, can we cut the brass tacks? <laughs> well, I don't really care. Tell me who you are. Tell me what you like doing. Tell me what, you know, what, Tell me what, what you care about, what lights exact, what lights your fire? Exactly. What's your passion? Yeah. Do you enjoy your kids. Do you enjoy, you know? So yeah, I think that definitely it shows. And that's what I love about what I do because it really grounds me getting back to, because I meet couples from all over the world. Uh, they come from different, you know, places in life and economic status. And that's what mm-hmm. I love. And the, you know what the best ceremonies for me are? The ceremonies, not the ones where we have hundreds of people. The ceremonies when it's just the couple and the photographer and the wow. couple's there and they are declaring their love for each other. Those wedding ceremonies touch me in such a way that this is what life is about relationships. And also too, it's a, ma- a matter of being around love because it just surrounds you when you come out, when you walk out of there, no matter what kind of day you've had, you might've had a fight with your honey, whatever it is, or a disagreement. You feel so damn good about yourself. <laughs> you are so passionate. I love it. Um, <laughs> I love how you've transformed, you've transformed just doing something you didn't enjoy to something that, I, you just light up when you speak. Because I think it's so important that you really find what is your passion. Yes, I found mine. But let me tell you, I found mine later in life. And the only regret I have is I've had more yesterdays than I do tomorrow. So I want to be able to share my passion, marry more people, help other officiants, help people get back in the dating world, help. So when they get in the dating world, they find love, they get married, they, you know, they live happily ever after as best as we can. But you got to find your passion, you got to find your niche and take the time. Sometimes you need to just take the time and talk to people that you really admire, find your mentors, go from there. And and don't sometimes, again, people that love you, that are closest to you, sometimes don't know what's best for you. So you got to go back to inner voice, whether it's God, whatever it is. Uh, For me, it's God. For me, it's my inner voice and your gut. Oh my gosh. Yes. Is the biggest. Yeah. You have to, you have to listen to your gut. Yeah, if not, you will be paralyzed in doing something that you may not enjoy doing. Well, Maria, I want to thank you for coming on Being Bold. Again, your passion is contagious. I love it. And um, I want to thank everyone for listening to Being Bold. I'd love to hear from you. Feel free to shoot me an email at Cecilia at beingbold.com or message me on Facebook or Twitter at Being Bold. And if you want to get Maria's book, I'm going to have the information in the description section going from just one to plus one, and it is available on Amazon. So thank you, Maria. You know what? Thank you so much for uh, giving me this opportunity. And uh, main thing is, is that your listeners understand that you need to love doing life. So start love doing life. And that's the key thing. 